Hi everyone, my name is Killian and I am a program manager at Microsoft who's focused on teaching developers how to make the most out of the Microsoft 365 platform using artificial intelligence. Today we're joined by Roseanne from the Windows AI platform team and we're, together we're going to walk through a sample Windows machine learning project and just learn what's going on and, and why things are happening as they're happening pretty much. So thank you so much for joining us today, Roseanne. Thank you, Killian. Um, Let's, let's do the sample together. Awesome. So let's jump into the source code. So here you can see we have a project already loaded. So this project is available through the Windows Machine Learning GitHub repo as a sample project called the MNIST Demo Sample. So you can go ahead and follow along with us as we're coding. Uh, the only things that we've included on top of that sample project are these code snippets that are available within the documentation of the tutorial. So nothing crazy there. Before we jump into actually including the Windows machine learning elements, let's go ahead and look at this XAML page. So what we're working towards is we want to be able to draw a digit within this black ink canvas, and then when we click the Recognize button, we want the number we're drawing on the screen to pop up. And so this is made possible through the local evaluation of the MNIST model with Windows machine learning. Cool. So the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to include our Onyx model within our project. So let's go over to our assets folder where for this particular demo project, it's just sitting as an item in our project. So we're going to go ahead and add it to our solution. And once we've added our Onyx model, we need to set the build content to, or the build action to content. So Roseanne, can you talk about why we need to do that? Sure. Uh, this is uh, just to ensure that um, the Onyx model is actually included as part of the app um, at build time. Okay. All right, so now that we do this, it's not going to throw any crazy compilation errors, so we can move on with our journey. Uh, when we included this Onyx model in our project, we actually had a CS file with the same name of our model automatically pop up and generate itself and be known on our screen. Yeah, so this file is actually an interface file for you to interact with the Windows ML APIs. Um, so it includes three classes for you. One represents the, your model inputs. The other one represents the outputs that your model is going to generate for you. In this case, like of the MNIST model, like the, the different numbers that it can recognize. Um, and finally, there is a class that represents the model itself with two methods inside of it. One method for you to load it, uh, and another one for you to actually call it in order to run an evaluation. Awesome. So Roseanne, could I have written this interface code myself? Yes, absolutely. You could do it yourself by calling straight into the Windows ML APIs, um, but the file is generated for you so that it makes it simpler and easier in case you are not used to the APIs already. Cool. So let's go ahead and use it in our project, but we're actually going to get down to the WinML part of our project. So the first thing I'm going to do is just instantiate the model classes that we saw in the file we were just inside. So beyond there, Roseanne, can you walk us through the three major steps of incorporating Windows machine learning into a C-sharp application? <laughs> sure. So the first step is really to load your model. So you have your Onyx file already sitting on disk. Um, so you want your app to actually load that into memory. So that's the first step, like load the model. Uh, and that's actually what those two lines of code there are doing. Uh, and you're actually calling into the that load uh, function that we saw in the generated uh, model class in order to load your model. Cool. 
So we can see that it's pointing toward the MNIST Onyx model that we added together from our assets folder. And then we can see that we're using the create from stream async method that we just covered momentarily a little bit ago. So now that we've loaded our model, let's go ahead and drag the other code snippet in here, Roseanne. Can you talk us through steps two and three of, of binding and evaluating our input? So step two is to actually bind the inputs from your application to the model. So in this case, we want to be able to draw a digit uh, on the canvas and have the model recognize it, like whether it's a one or a two or four or five. Um, so we want to uh, hook up your application uh, ink canvas to the model's inputs. So that's what we're doing as the first step. So um, in that line that Killian just highlighted there for you. Uh, so that's the first part, just provide the data to the model. Uh, then uh, we're going to finally call the model and uh, ask it to evaluate that input for us and give us the output and say which one is the number that we draw. Um, and that's that line of code that you see right there. Um, finally, we want to actually iterate over the outputs of the model to uh, retrieve what was the actual answer that it's giving to us so that we can act on it and we can show it uh, back in the UI of the application. And that's really it. It's really simple. Awesome. So the three steps, just to summarize, are loading the model and then binding the input to the model and then go ahead and evaluating that input. Is that correct, Roseanne? Yeah. It's those three steps. Awesome. So let's go ahead and run our project. First time, no errors. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So I noticed that the model size isn't necessarily trivial, Roseanne. Are there strategies that we can use with this newest release of Windows in order to minimize our Windows machine learning model size? That's a very good point. And yes, there are strategies. One uh, possibility is, for instance, this MNIST model has been trained with uh, floating point 32 data types. So you could use the WinML tools converter to actually convert it down to use FP16 instead. Um, so that in that case, you would cut down the model size by half. Wow. Um, and that also helps a little bit with performance too, because you have less data to move in and out of like the GPU, for instance. Awesome. So it looks like our project is loaded. And so if all goes well, I'm going to go ahead and draw a number three, Roseanne. We're going to see if our model predicts that correctly. Success! Oh, there okay. you go. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and clear the digit, and Roseanne, you draw a number of, of your choice. Let's try it. This is a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Oh, okay, we it got it. Awesome. <laughs> so we just saw an example of how to bring a Windows machine learning application come to life that's available through the Windows machine learning GitHub repo to check out the MS sample, and you can do it yourself. So I hope this was fun and informational about how to use Windows machine learning and a little bit of facts behind the scenes of why we're doing what we're doing. And so Roseanne and I encourage you to visit aka.ms slash overview of WinML in order to learn more about Windows machine learning, uh, go check out the docs, and see even more samples that are available. So thank you so much, Roseanne, for being here today. Thank you, Kilian. This was fun. Yeah. So we'll see you next time when we talk more about Windows machine learning. See ya.